an Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. I wanted to go back and touch on something you said that was totally on my, my list here. A burning question okay. I've yet to ask you as, okay. as even a pal. Okay. So this is the first time on the Empire Boxing Podcast. Okay. Talk to us about the transition to pro coach. Like, okay. is, is that something that you yeah. daydream about? And what, what would that look like for you? You know, just, I don't know, tease us a little bit. Yes. So, okay, look. Um, that wasn't a tease. I'm, yes. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tease you. Um, look, I, I, I am working with athletes currently who have uh, the ambition to go pro. Cool. Um, the amateur game is very different, obviously, to pro boxing, as we know. Um, there Another are... bag we can unpack. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, f- just from an energy mm. system um, uh, perspective. Absolutely, it's freaking hard. It's it's very it's amateur boxing hard. is very different to pro yeah. boxing. So your coaching aerobically, style, just... aerobically, yeah. from a time management perspective, yeah. everything. Totally. Um, so you know your application to being a high performance, high level amateur coach is very different to be to being a successful pro coach, mm-hmm. and. I would love to enter into the field of pro boxing um, to work with some select athletes who have the ambition to do so. I do know my limitations, though. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if it ever gets to the stage where I do decide to do that, you're kind of starting again. Mm-hmm. You're kind of starting from the bottom a wee bit. you got to look at it from a different perspective. you got to reapply the humility, reapply the commitment to learning, reapply being at the bottom of the, of right. the ladder. Um, and... You know, when it comes to progressing athletes, um, you know, um, abandoning ego and looking at obviously the athlete's development and, and their well-being. And, you know, an athlete could place all the trust in you and say, hey, coach, you know, we're going to go all the way and, and I'd love to do that. And But if, it, if at any point I can't take them to where they need to be, you know, recommending other coaches to work with athletes mm-hmm. is key um, while I develop myself as a pro coach. Um, so yeah, I'd love to get into pro boxing. I love boxing and all more boxing is good for everybody in my opinion. And, um, yeah, um, there are plans to transition with a couple of athletes and take them through and explore together and and see where we're at, you know, and obviously there are, there are levels and, and there are different stages to pro boxing, you know, what it's like in your first five fights, your management up until your first 10 fights, 20 fights, whatever that is, you know, that it's very different. And, you know, when you look at pugilists um, that have been successful in the pro game, especially transitioning from an amateur perspective and look at Anthony Joshua, for example, if we want to, you know, have a, have a name that everybody's heard of, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's transitioned from different coaches, from different styles, from different cultural applications, I from mean, different... everyone, everyone yeah. does at some point. Like yeah, even, absolutely. Um, who just left Eddie Reynoso? Is it Canelo? Just, I didn't realize he... Uh, no. Yeah, don't really? quote me if I got that out. Jason, do you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. Someone just left Eddie Reynoso. That was big. And Ruiz? No, uh, Garcia. Uh, Garcia. Yes, Garcia did leave. Right? Yes, so I mean, right. even like really yeah, high-profile sure. athlete coach It's got to keep duos. working for you. And if it doesn't, you know, you got to, you know, you have to evolve and you have to leave and, and it doesn't really matter where you're And arguably when you're, somebody, when you're somebody. Sure. That is way more challenging sure. than you're, you're just up and coming. <laughs> oh up God. and coming, no one's even keeping track. For sure. You can bounce around yeah, and explore absolutely. different options mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. management and, and different promotions. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's not till you're somebody that it makes headlines, right? Absolutely. You know, I look at Anthony Yard and his coach, for example. You know, a guy who's had around since the amateurs you know i've seen anthony yard compete as an amateur and then i've seen him you know compete as a as an early pro in york hall in london and you know and and then seeing him you know uh, compete against was it kovalev 
I think. Yeah, and uh, obviously the the mistakes from the corner yeah. actually ultimately that came out of there and, and and these are reminders as a coach like yo like you you have to evolve and progress and and learn as you go along and if at any point you feel that you've reached the end of your line and mm. it's time to hand the baton over to somebody who mm -hmm. elevate that athlete then that's definitely something you should do and yeah. uh, i've even seen that here in bc with some some young pro coaches or some pro coaches who are working with boxers who are now getting to that five and six fight range and i'm obviously naming no names mm -hmm. you know thinking well it'd be great to have a conversation you know yeah. to say okay where do we go from here it's interesting because you, you touched on the idea of ego and again we're not gonna like this isn't about any particular people but oh, no, it's no. an interesting concept that that arises in sort of a, a singular or individual style sport mm -hmm. like boxing and you have your team in your corner yeah. you know your head coach mm -hmm. the ego element <laughs> oh my and when it comes time to sort of relinquish <laughs> the control let's yeah. just call it that of said athlete yes for their development yeah parking that ego mm -hmm. if it hasn't been parked already which sure. it ideally should have been sure becomes sort of the limiting factor i think to that athlete's experience and yeah <laughs> and it's it's a it's a tough one right Definitely. because at the end of the day like you know and, and i'm not even going to throw myself in the same category as is yourself as a coach but as a coach mm -hmm. and i think this is a pretty accurate broad statement mm -hmm. we're regurgitating all the things from all the other people around us mm -hmm. all the time sure right we're constantly gleaning different information things that we saw things we experienced as mm -hmm. as athletes sure. things growing up you know things on the internet like no one's in, no one's reinvented the jab mm -hmm. we're maybe fine-tuning it as an application to mm -hmm. a specific scenario sure Right, or reading certain certain fights or certain opponents and how we're gonna utilize the sure. jab different ways. Absolutely. But well, no one's inventing anything. So this <laughs> this like death grip that people have yeah. and on their athletes as like a an identity crisis to themselves or their yes. worth as a coach yeah. is crazy to me. Uh yeah. And look, it's it's very much part of the game in boxing. It is though. Um, it but it is, but I've seen it even in the personal training world, which sure. is, is a fascinating topic to mm. me because it's the idea of like if I come in with something if someone comes in, one of my, one of my, you know, my athletes comes in with something that's a complexity beyond my scope of practice. Yeah. I'm not fucking touching it. Sure. Right. I'm not doing them any service. Right. And you know what I found that people respect you more. I do. I do think so. I definitely agree with you there. Um, uh, you know, there is that element of, wow. Okay. Like, you know, you've, you've had the humility to suggest somebody else. Yeah, like you could continue to take my money and, and that is pretend. Not, yeah. But that's also not to say, you know, as a coach, you know, and I've had to do this with people. But that's not to say as a coach that, you know, one day you're not going to be the guy who gets somebody handed over to 100%. them. Right? That's almost and, my point. And is this that is it. You know, it goes round. But there, sadly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen that consistently applied. And uh, I do feel that, yeah, if there was a wee bit more of an approach to, OK, you know, this isn't about people not wanting to work with me because I'm not good enough or mm. because I don't, you know, know enough, you know, and letting that go and, and just really kind of seeing where you're at. Everybody knows where they're at ultimately. See, this is the thing. Everybody understands their own reality mm -hmm. and their own position. They do. And you know your and limitations. Even you if do. it's uncomfortable, you, you, absolutely you know do. what they are. But it's, it's we how... We all have them. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, we all have them. I have plenty of my own, mm. um, as you probably I, know. I, I was going to say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's not to say that that that's the end of your road though Absolutely you know not. and this is the thing that spurs me on i'm like mm -hmm. i want to be the guy that people you know recommend as a higher level coach i want to be the guy to be able to maybe help an athlete progress 
themselves onto somebody who's even higher level than yeah. me. And that's a great aspiration. Yeah, know? absolutely. And but we all should be. And I have to that. check myself sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, relationship management. Why is it the, 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 the top aspect of the sport from a coaching perspective, in my opinion? Because your relationship with your boxer is this is a solo sport it's mm -hmm. one on one it's a level of trust that's mm -hmm. applied in the ring and out of the ring and with that comes the development of a relationship and there's mm -hmm. a proximity that develops you know and there are emotions and and there are um, shared experiences and you mm -hmm. develop a close relationship with people you know some of the best friendships i currently have are from best ex-boxers of mine you know marcus davies is arguably you know my best friend shout out marcus. you know shout out marcus he's making his comeback by the way he's Let's training go. hard you know like i'm Turn looking forward to um to seeing him to seeing him you know compete um but you know um there are there were moments where you know we questioned our relationship and you know maybe you should use another way of applying yourself in the gym and mm -hmm. maybe you should have a relationship with another coach and yeah I, mean, I might think about it and you know there is pain and there is mm -hmm. there is uh, we're, we're human. you grieve that relationship yeah. if you lose it I mean we we ended up kind of hanging out together and we had it we had a great year and, and he was a you know he competed in the nationals for BC which is which is a great achievement for him mm -hmm. and um you know um but uh yeah no it's really really interesting you know to, to the the where do you how do you switch off that that personal relationship and the, the, the developments you've made in relationship with people to really thinking about the boxer and thinking back to when you were a competitive boxer and saying, you know what, oh God, I wish I had a coach that was really mm. just looking out for me all the time in yeah. every aspect of the sport. Um, I can't really speak about other coaches. Um, all in all, the coaches that I've met in BC are great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, the, you know, I'm sure there are negative aspects to everybody and I'm sure people can point out some negative aspects to my game um, and my personality. Uh, we know that you probably I, could. I wasn't going to say um, <laughs> But, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's really about like how do you, how do yeah. you adopt um, your mindset to be able to let the growth in the athlete happen because that is the goal. Well, it seems to me you know, if I may, based on kind of our, our chats about the high performance team and stuff that the, the almost mm -hmm. the perfect solution to the problem. Yeah. In, if we could find a, a world at large scales and small scales mm -hmm. where this could exist is actually a really a team approach. Mm -hmm. You oh, know, yeah. having a Absolutely. collaborative, a collaborative mm -hmm. effort around mm -hmm. your athletes, having people that have different skill sets that can cross over, sure. you know, but, but ultimately someone who's let's let's say an expert in, in something yeah right with, with who of course have you know other skill sets that they can apply but you know I, I feel like in a perfect world if, if a team approach I mean even me from the from the training world it's like if I if I have um, someone who's got stuff going on mm -hmm. my best case scenario is like they have a physio and I can chat oh, with that absolutely. physio yeah absolutely right or absolutely. you know if it's someone who has even a, a deeper spectrum of goals mm -hmm. like you know they want to employ different lifestyles yeah. uh, or sorry um lifestyle changes mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. Do they have a partner that's supportive? Of course. Can I have a relationship with that partner or sure. at least know that there's there's a support system at home? Yeah. So it's like, it really truly boils down to, I think in a perfect world that, you know, you can develop a team mm -hmm. to help foster young athletes and pro athletes Absolutely. through their careers. Absolutely. And it's actually interesting to say that because I was going to hit you up on a strength and conditioning, um, uh, some central conditioning I'm advice really for, for, for my athlete I know. Really? I can't afford you. <laughs> but I was just going to try anyway. Uh, but, but this is it. 
is the, the thing I've learned is to draw on resources yeah. and draw on other people's expertise. Um, I know we better strength the condition. If my ego took over, I would just, you know, limit my athlete's knowledge to strength and conditioning to my knowledge and strength and conditioning, which isn't even 5% of what your knowledge is in, the, in that aspect. Which is even 5% of some of the people that I uh, uh, pick their brain. Exactly. You know, shout out Harry Davis. Like he's, he's my go-to if there's things that I, I don't know. Good old you know? Harry knows his stuff. And, yeah, and, and, it, it's, and it's a deep, deep, deep pool of knowledge mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't even really understand or sure. respect sure. how complex strength and conditioning actually is what, what each term truly means as uh, you know individually mm-hmm. and how it can apply to a Absolutely. camp or a program or actually having said that I might just speak to Harry instead of <laughs> <your first lecture. laughs> honestly I wouldn't be offended <laughs> at all <laughs> um, but uh but no like uh, uh, like I said you know, uh, and then from a coaching perspective, you know, I draw on people that I respect and people who are, you know, I consider mentors and, mm-hmm. you know, um, other people from around the country, people from outside the country, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I draw on their expertise and things, you know, sometimes and being able to ensure that you work within the team is, is so important. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, you look at, say, for example, again, I bring back the, exa- the example of, you know, Team BC's high performance team, which I'm, I'm very honored and privileged to have been invited on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some with a level of expertise expertise in each in each department um we could just leave it up to the coaches and they could apply their things but you know would that be the most prudent way well i don't think so would that you know develop the highest uh, opportunity for athletes to develop quickly and and represent themselves uh, and the province say for example and canada in the best way well probably not Mm -hmm. so yeah like um reaching out is definitely a key and what i have learned is when i've done that my education has just you know, uh, you moved on exponentially mm. into the next level. And it's, it's, it's when you relax those shoulders and, mm-hmm. and open up your mind and accept um, that people know more than you. Mm. Um, it's, it's, that's when you really kind of mm-hmm. sponge in all the info. And, uh, and yeah, like, uh, absolutely. Drawing on resources um, and working in a team is definitely key. So cool. I love that. Um, what was your, or who was your biggest coaching influence? Or do you have a few of them? <laughs> Honestly, um, that's a really, really good question. That's a really, really good question. I, I wouldn't say that I have one. You know, there, there are definitely a few. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but ultimately, it's it's a funny one. You know, I've I've really tried to, you know, look at the good and bad from coaches and 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 how their athletes have have operated. You know, from an amateur level mm-hmm. and, and personal experiences with people and then from the international and pro level and, and looking at it from the outside because mm-hmm. you can you're only that's only you know you're only seeing the exterior of things so it's, it's been really really hard and I had to kind of check myself to say oh, I'd love to be this coach or that coach but ultimately it's really only really about how do I get my athlete to win the next exchange mm-hmm. and and you know do so safely and recover properly for the next fight and uh, I've started to realize that my identity has kind of really been born out of my own identity but hmm. looking looking at coaches say locally you know people like jesse pinera i could come back to him you know there 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 you know there are other coaches in in bc um you know that i've that i've had the pleasure of working with and looking up to these guys and thinking wow like you know that like you know peggy Mertz, for example like mm. another like phenomenal coach and great human being and you know she she knows her stuff you know inside mm. out you know there, there are a lot of young coaches i'm looking at who maybe are at the start of their career i'm like wow like these guys are great you know yeah. they they really know their stuff and and um uh, you know, uh, each one ha- brings their own 
element of expertise and talent to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, for example, Jesse Pinera has his own way of doing things, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, and he's really good at, you know, certain things, whereas other coaches are perhaps a little bit weaker in that, but stronger than him in, in other respects and, and vice versa. And so, yeah, it's, it's a funny one. I've never really looked at coaching like I want to be like ex-coach um you know I've looked at coaches from other sports I've looked at coaches from 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 boxing pro and amateur and decided you know I would like to take an element of of each one you know like I people mean, like I, Alex Ferguson yeah. and, 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 and soccer John and, wouldn't, like, yeah, yeah who uh, hasn't exactly you know and, and, and if you haven't you should like yes. just as a life lesson oh absolutely yeah. you know absolutely and and looking at other sports and looking at other high performance um directives and programs in other sports mm. and how you can maybe you know bring in elements of that to boxing mm -hmm. you know so it's, it's it's really important not to be myopic in your in your in your approach to seeking out inspiration and education Absolutely. when it comes to boxing like expand like yeah. looking at f1 and, and simon that. jordan like all, all these different people yeah. you know like you know michael schumacher and you know how, how you know his history and his relationship mm -hmm. with ferrari and and you know the the, the team managers and and you know the, the 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 way that they approach different things yeah. from a tactical perspective you know and and you know i know nothing about american football mm -hmm. but you know you know reading books about uh, the psychology of the sport has really you know expanded my my ability to to think out of the box for boxing mm -hmm. so you know um uh, and that's a really cool thing as a young coach like who's yeah. maybe kind of coming up a wee bit you know it's it's definitely something that i'm i'm happy i discovered yeah i think that's such a cool thing you touch on really quick and i, I just want to spend a second to park there and because you know we both have had our experiences in in let's say the the blessed bill paying fitness side of boxing, <laughs> right? But yeah. what I noticed that was really interesting, and this is going to go back to looking at other industries to make it you know, more successful mm -hmm. instead of just sticking in your own pool. Like sure. we saw, I don't know, what was it? Maybe five to 10 years ago, somewhere in there, the rise of boutique fitness studios, mm -hmm. right? So if, you know, the, the, the big box gyms, like the golds and the, and the good lives mm -hmm. and everyone just always studied from themselves, mm -hmm. I don't think any of these younger studios would have been Definitely born not. in mm -hmm. the boutique way. And I Great think point. the industry looked at hospitality. Right. It looked at the hospitality industry. Right. And brought elements of that sure, into absolutely. boutique fitness experience. All of a sudden, you, I'm, I got a scented eucalyptus <laughs> towel. Like, I, like, you know. Shout out Equinox, by the way. Yeah, That's right. Definitely what you get. I'm get telling you. you and, you know, that, you yeah. got, like, you got Soul Cycle. They put a little card on your bike, like, oh, you know, Jana, you've had 50 rides or whatever. I mean, yeah. like, these are not typical no. fitness industry mm -hmm. tendencies. Mm -hmm. This is not typical fitness industry customer service. Mm -hmm. It's maybe one dude that like makes sure that your thingy scans and you're paying 30 bucks a month and there ain't nobody there and you know there's there ain't no eucalyptus scented towels sure. and you go through the turnstile yeah. and you just go out into the, into <laughs> the, the ocean. Into the ocean of, of whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So absolutely. It, and that, that's really a great point. That's kind of uh, what came to mind. Absolutely. Of, absolutely. And you know what like actually only really kind of moving to Canada and, and seeing the way boutique gyms, you know, whether it's in spinning or, you know, yoga or strength conditioning, whatever it is, and, and seeing actually, you know, it's almost kind of mint on the pillow type approach to a lot of these places. Absolutely and I'm like, wow, like, you know, this is part of the, the value add yeah. that people are getting. And yeah, yeah warm so they, toilet seat or cold. <laughs> uh, always warm. Um, <laughs> uh, even in the summer. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Um, no, but, uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's very much the same as, you know, looking out of your sport and yeah. boxing and, and bringing in different elements, you know, it changes the game yes. a lot of the time. And, um, and it's definitely something that I, that I'm, you know, enjoying doing, yeah. you know, a, a, a coaching friend of mine, Frank from Montreal, you know, the last time I was over in Montreal. Frank boxing coach. Frank boxing coaches his ig handle i've never seen a man eat, eat that coach. much steak in my life he lives entirely on red meat very frank, impressive 
I uh, could rival your best steak eating effort. I don't Guaranteed. know, but I, I genuinely Guaranteed. don't know about that. I'm um, from Alberta. So <laughs> but uh, he, he's actually, you know, we're at a dinner one night and he, he brought these like, you know, you know, clutch of books with him. And he's like, these are for you. Like, you know, these inspired me. And it was, you know, um, a couple cool. of them were, were some very obscure books that had almost nothing to do with sport. Mm. And I was like, well, how do these apply really? And he's like, yeah. you know, this applies to this and this and that. And I was like, wow, actually, you know, fantastic point. And, yes. and they've, those, those books are really, thanks Frank. Um, <laughs> they've really, really helped me. Lugging those from Montreal wasn't fun, but I'm glad I invested myself in yeah. them for sure. And it's really taught me about kind of branching out. So cool. I just love that. I think that's, that's just really an interesting, uh, you know, thing to think about and ask yourself questions you know whatever industry you're in whatever you know you're doing professionally is what can you learn from other professions other absolutely industries? absolutely now let's talk a little bit about or a lot of bit about your work with the empire team hey. as our <laughs> bow tie wearing white tuxedo sporting mm-hmm. commentator ringside yeah. with mm. your pals over there i mean i couldn't ask for a better night i get to hang out with ryan o'shea and robert cousins <laughs> The you three know, stooges. Uh, talk boxing, watch boxing, right. be immersed in boxing. Um, How much fun was the first show? The it was resurgence? great. So it was, it was so it was it was so interesting. You know, it was, it was all behind plexiglass, and, and which tell, was tell behind us for the sake of comedy, all the little funny things that went catastrophically wrong that maybe people don't know about, uh, and all the things that were super fun, <laughs> and what you guys were drinking back there because I know you were. I don't drink. I know you I'm a sober person. Uh, I know who you are. But uh, yeah, you know, spilling uh, half a half a bottle of um, <laughs> of whiskey over the computer that we need to be able to cue wasn't great. So uh, you know, fireball and keyboards don't go together. Apparently, not going to name names, right? <laughs> and oh, and uh, no, it was. It's really. It's, it's, so it's been interesting. So let's talk about obviously the evolution of Empire. Mm. You know, it's been really, really cool to know the people who um, founded Empire from the start, you know, from that kind of step one and and seeing different, you know, different personalities, you know, apply different skill sets and come in and, and you know, you, you, you started this um, movement, let's, let's call it, you know, during one of the modern world's most difficult times, mm. you know, during COVID and, you know, something... You, COVID and boxing didn't mix. You know, mm. we we nearly lost the sport of boxing, especially at an amateur level. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because of you know the absence of competition. But you um, pushed through, and it was it was great to be at resurgence and and to be commentating, obviously behind plexiglass, which was in a separate room in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, very you know uh, kind of pushed off and then mask wear to, masks. To be and, honest, though, we, we actually wanted to have you out in the main area. I, knew I pushed. It. To I have honestly you in the suspected. I was asking. I, I was asking them. I was like, guys, are we here for a reason? They're like, surely yeah, not. Yeah, it was me. I <laughs> mean, I mean, honestly, um, uh, extra thick. I mean, flexi. we are now synonymous, obviously, with the face of Empire, just because yeah. you know, obviously, of who we are you yeah. know and, and the the dynamic that we bring i'm just kidding but but to, to move into obviously the show after resurgence um and to be ringside again and to really be in there and to do you know the pre and post um fight analysis and and breakdown and debrief and to kind of get up close with athletes you know last time we weren't even allowed to go anywhere near the changing rooms and whatnot but mm-hmm. it's been really really fun and really interesting to see the evolution and the progression of of obviously this promotion company and and um and how you know invested you are in the athletes how invested you are in you know in obviously the commercial side of the of the sport because hey you know absolutely ultimately let's face it you know this is pro boxing it's it's um it's uh, a commercial um enterprise 
And uh, it's also great to see how, you know, your your relationship management with all the parties involved, um, you know, f- looking from the outside in, just as a low, uh, you know, uh, a lowly commentator. Mm-hmm. The minions. The minions. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to watch your progress and your That's evolution and, and to be a part of it's been, been a big honor. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, best night of the, of the year, really, for me, you know, is to sit ringside and, and shoot the shit with my mates and right. watch boxing and be able to, you know, you know, talk crap into a microphone wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. it's been great. It's and been we, fantastic. We absolutely love, like, I think that the dynamic that you three bring is just, <laughs> it's perfect. You know, because it's, uh, a <laughs> you've got Ryan, who's very, you know, matter of fact, but then he, he comes out with these, like, whip smart, like, cracks now and again, you know, and then the more you get to know Ryan, the more that you get to understand that that's almost the exclusive way in which he speaks. It's wicked, uh, you know. And then and then you've got Rob, who <laughs> Mr. Cousins, Mr. Cousins, he he can be very abstract. And then all Rob is the most abstract, he, most uh, eccentric <laughs> man I've ever met in my life, and I absolutely, and I absolutely love, love him. To it. Bits. And then and then and then yourself, and then the dynamic between the three is like this is epic commentating team yeah, and no, I mean we can't imagine we the event it. without you guys no now. we absolutely love it you know and, yeah. and it's been funny to see the wee mistakes happen you know by mistakes you know the oh my god like you know we don't have this wire so we can't plug this into that oh, like, okay yeah. like you know let's let's you know it's it's never not fun though yeah blindfolded commentating without like comms without comms yeah, like that. You know, yeah. It's, but it's never not fun yeah. you know regardless of what and how smooth it is yeah. or you know it's, it's always great fun and you know we we love the thing I love seeing are, are BCE local athletes mm-hmm. from BC and or let's say from Canada you know coming in and, and making their debut as from an amateur and maybe me having worked with some of those athletes when they're amateurs or being seeing them when they were amateurs and moving into that pro field and commentating on their first moments you mm. know something that's like it's, it's a it's a huge part of of their life and a, and a big point in their life mm, and, and and being able to be involved in that it's it's super special and then obviously seeing you know meeting other other boxers and and looking at their progress and and their success and and looking at the the kind of cycle and the 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 arc of their story mm-hmm. um from another perspective which is obviously providing color color commentary for the empire events is mm-hmm. is really really special and then obviously seeing all of you guys happy at the end of it you know and relieved. going for a wee meal and yeah. a wee drink we after and yeah. like seeing how happy and relieved and yeah. you know how how um how proud of yourselves you all are and, and i think that's that's really cool and I, I just love seeing people succeed and being successful mm. you know it's something i want for myself and it's something i wish for other people mm-hmm. especially my mates mm-hmm. and uh and yeah it's been it's definitely been a blast absolutely i love yeah. it and obviously like you know and we're just at the beginning really yeah oh, oh you're just at the beginning right we're just at the precipice yeah I mean, always an excuse to to get the mothballs off out, yeah. of, the, out of the old uh, tux and, Just give and it get a, it out. A bit of a spray next time. I could. Yeah, I could. I, was, I, I thought I was a wee bit whiffy last time. Yeah. I blamed it on Rob, though, and everybody bought it. Oh, I bought uh, it too <laughs> until I knew. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, uh, I think it's very, very special. I mean, I mean, look at what we're doing now. This is just a, a wee part of obviously yeah. the Empire Day building. Yeah, uh, pun intended. Oh, and uh, yeah, and uh, I'm very honoured and I'm super excited to see where the next chapter takes Us you. Us too. Now, as our, I think in closing it'd be kind of cool as our commentator I want you to put on that hat for a second and (laughs) let's talk about just a couple highlight careers that I'm interested to get your thoughts on as we kind of come into the next event the takeover Mm -hmm. November 12th Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about you know your like give us your your 
Gibbons synopsis. Where do you think his career is going to take him in the next little while? I think Rhett's a really exciting guy to watch. And I love, you know, I, I love watching him box. You know, I, seen a, I, I saw Rhett Key's debut against another good, good friend of mine, Arya Shari at Resurgence, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think they both yes. made their debuts that evening. And then saw Rhett on this, the last show that we that we recently had. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I know they had COVID and, and whatnot and maybe the performance. Yeah, Rhett had a tough camp. He had a tough camp. He had a tough camp. But um, I, I like how clean he is as a boxer, how technically he is. He's, he's, yes, he's, he's a, a technician. He's, you know, he, he's that kind of technical application really makes him, you know, look good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish all the best for Rhett, you know, and and, uh, and uh, I'm really excited to see his next performance. I know he's going to be coming out and I know he's going to be doing exceptionally well. I can see, obviously, mm-hmm. winning the cards for Rhett, hopefully. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to commentating on him. He's a very easy guy to watch and commentate mm-hmm. on. He's very matter of fact. It's very crisp and clean. He's very and crisp and yeah. clean and very, you know, he applies things very efficiently and his movement's excellent and... Uh, and uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a great guy to to, to watch, and he's a he's, he's a very easy athlete to commentate on. Awesome. Let's talk yeah. Kadir. <laughs> Kadir, my brother. Um, Kadir is uh, I've I've known Kadir a while. I was in nationals with Kadir a few years ago. I've, I've, I uh, used to spar with Kadir. You used way to spar back with Kadir. in Eastside Boxing. Club in Eastside Boxing. Club. When there I was you just go. A, a young man. Uh, Kadir Qadir uh, is uh, is a is a great guy. Um, you know his story is awesome. You know coming in from Afghanistan and yeah. you know settling in Canada and 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 obviously the trials and and the difficulties that he faced. You know in a person from a personal perspective and he's always smiling and he's always upbeat and happy so and sweet. and you know he's he's he works with John Quinnett, um, mm-hmm. who's another top lad um, over at Quinnett Boxing and uh, it was great to see him make his pro debut. It was great to you know I've I've coached athletes in the corner who have competed against. Kadir, I've coached with Kadir at nationals, uh, not as his coach, but you know I've I've been in part of the the team mm. that have have helped him say at the last nationals that we had, you know, and I've seen long beard Kadir and yeah. and, and uh, baby face Kadir, yeah, um, both versions. But let me tell you something about um, Kadir's boxing. It's it's always been highly entertaining, mm-hmm. highly dynamic, um, very um, committed to um, you know wowing the crowd and and being very slick and smooth and and his counter boxing his um his back foot um counter punching is is phenomenal i love it and i can't wait to see him fight again i thought his last fight against um uh the valoria brother there um uh, terence yeah. was phenomenal another debutant which is which is why i love your your promotions company you know you mm. you are a great starting point and hopefully in the future will mm-hmm. be the 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 pinnacle to sit down to boy from a from a yeah sit down in. golden sit boy down. productions so let's let's go straight into Terence then talk to us about what your thoughts on his career Terence um, very again um, I don't know I don't know a lot about Terence um, mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw Terence boxes at the last show um, I love the fact that the lad had so much tenacity and pugnacity mm. I you know that breaking was an incredible match breaking his hand. And yes. continuing so, yes. to fight. So, for those who don't know, Terence right now is suffering from an injury from that fight. Get he, well soon, Terence. Yeah, he t- right hand. I think he, you know, he said he hit Kadir in the top of the head, and you know, he felt. Kadir's always hand been hard headed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got quite the the nut. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, and so Terence is kind of dealing with that injury. He's got mm. a CT scan on the way. So Empire Team wishes you a really yeah. speedy recovery absolutely. because we want you back. Yeah, you know, absolutely on our card for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know it was a very special moment, a very cool thing to witness and to and to obviously commentate on is to seeing two brothers make the pro debuts on the same card in the same evening 
that is really cool. It's magic. It's super magic. It's magic. You know, and like and you know, coming from Mendoza gym, you know, uh, O'Neill Mendoza is a is a is a good guy, good coach. Um, you know, I've all, I've, I've always kind of you know had a great relationship with mm. with with Coach O'Neill. Um, and uh, you know I, what I, I love, you know, Michael's approach. Um, uh, to boxing uh, is the lifestyle approach that he brings to it and you know his commitment to mental health mm. and you know progressing men's mental health especially uh, you know using the sport of boxing and mm. you know allowing the sport to help you kind of break down and analyze yourself as a human mm. being but also you know his journey his physical journey and and you know becoming a pro boxer and doing like so well in in, in his match um so well yeah like incredibly well so yeah. like so entertaining um you know and um yeah it was it was a pleasure to see too that was a special thing and i don't know if it's been done before i don't, I don't know. know if we can confirm that, that two brothers made, made their made their pro debut on the same evening that come from the same that gym would be a good Google. that would be a pretty good i wonder Google. how the charlo brothers mm, debuted very interesting yeah um worth a google but very much looking forward to seeing both those boys box again for yeah. sure yeah all right let's go to artem artem he was <laughs> an, like an, he, i mean i that was artem the first time i seen the him kitchen sink the car out that was parked I, out in the driveway he came was, back in was he was he standing I, still i, I you know, I haven't seen a guy be so tremendously successful in exchanges, mm-hmm. and um, you know, face such an uh, such a uh, an incredible opponent. And uh, yeah, let's just like <laughs> let's just put out there the chin. <laughs> oh my on god, Olivier! Honestly, Olivier, biggest chin I've probably ever seen in my life. I, I mean, uh, you know, I I was. I'm- a meter or a foot away from from the ring when Olivier had his back to me and Artem, I think, landed a six-punch combination yeah. and then just, again, started walking forward. And I just remembered seeing Artem's face and he was thinking, well, you know, what do I do here? <laughs> like, but uh, oh, he performed tremendously well, very yeah. efficient round yeah. and round, very efficient in the exchange. Normally, my advice to uh, someone like that would be straight out of, like, Zombieland. I'd be, like, double tap, but he triple tapped. He triple tapped, <laughs> you know, he you know he was, yeah, he was, he was going it was, for it. it and a uh, very, very interesting guy mm. uh super powerful um you know very explosive great shot selection um yeah an- another mike tyson. the belarusian mike tyson uh, i don't know if that's a self-styled moniker that he's using or not but uh, I, it. I coined it janice coined Sergeant it Sergeant Lewis. that's <laughs> or, mine <laughs> but uh but yeah no um another one who i hadn't seen box before i never i never met artem mm-hmm. before um but um obviously um yeah if he, the belarusian mike tyson yeah. fair enough you know it's, it's a pretty good way to describe him and let's let's close it off with Benit Bisla. Benit Bisla, what a guy! Yeah. Uh, tremendous athlete comes from you know Bisla boxing out in Surrey. You know, I actually before I moved to Canada, I, I was visiting here um, and I brought the my my team from Bahrain over to Canada to spar. Rashid was one of them. Rashid Marafar, who I touched on uh, earlier. Um, you know, uh, Ali Mohammed. You know, um, you know a couple other lads came over and Bisla was the first gym that we hit in BC. And, uh, you know, Inder Bislau, who who's head coach and owner of the gym, you know, wonderfully welcoming guy, you know, him and his two sons, Gavin and Benit, um, you know, were sparring and, you know, they helped us out. And uh, I remember thinking that this was probably in 2015, 2016, thinking, mm. wow, like this guy's good. Mm. You know, he's special the way he moves and he's a tremendous athlete. And his brother, Gavin, like great athlete, he's a, you know, he's a member, he's one of the, one of the kind of and knocking on the door of Team BC type guys and mm-hmm. has aspirations to go to nationals this year and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, thinking, wow, like this guy's got it. You mm-hmm. know, like very, very cool to see. And, um, you know, fast forward, what, what is it, like seven years later? Um, six, seven years later? Yeah. Wow, okay, that was, it seems like it was yesterday. Um, you know, seeing the culture in that gym, 
seeing uh, obviously the coaching practices of of Inder, mm-hmm. um, seeing you know how Benit applies himself to the sport, and having seen his career progress, you know he's obviously kickboxed quite a lot as well. So he's been the kind of multidisciplinary um, type athlete, um, and I I'm Benit's one of those guys where I'm, I always can't wait to see him fight again. Mm. I want one more round to watch. Right. I want two more rounds to watch. Dan. Uh, he's a he's a very entertaining guy. You know, he looks good. He's got that great physical profile. He's you know he applies himself so well in training. High boxing IQ. High boxing, like very high. Everybody, you can see him downloading. I have his to say, opponent. I like, have to say, everybody in that gym has a high boxing IQ. That's kind of operating that high performance level. You know, um, Harkira Najjar is one of them. You know, yeah. uh, Benit. You know, Gavin. All these, all these lads. You know. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, Benit, like I said, Benit's one of those guys. I can't wait to see him box again. Yeah. And if it's like a five round or a six round fight, I want it to be a seven or an eight round mm. fight. I just want to see him have one more round. He's mm-hmm. very entertaining. His shot selection is great. Yeah. Um, you know, um, his his um, obviously discipline to know when to pull the trigger in the ring is great. And I've seen that. Um, you know, he, he came up against a relatively formidable opponent in his last fight and it was the same as everything else. It was the way he executed his exchanges. Mm-hmm. He was really, really great and he pulled the trigger when he needed to. Yeah. Uh, resurgence, you know, I think he stopped his opponent. Um, yeah. Uh, it was actually a grizzly. It was a pretty grizzly knockout. Grizzly knockout. And, uh, available on you know, YouTube. Looking th- yes, Maybe available not. on YouTube, but looking through no, 17 sheets of plexiglass, <laughs> I could just make out <laughs> that the guy um, was knocked out. But uh, no, Benit's a fantastic one for the future. And I'm so pleased that mm-hmm. he's, you know, from BC, signing with Empire, you know, and, and being part of that framework and fabric. You know, he's he's brilliant. And, and I'm sure he's going to, you know, go into big things. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, we could sit here and kind of talk about every athlete and I, I mean, I would love to do that, but when are you making your pro debut? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> if Jamie Ward makes a comeback, I'll fight Jamie. Uh, that would be one for the ages. <laughs> I need to be ringside for that. Yeah, uh, that would be one for the no ages. corners, no coaches, no gloves, no gloves. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. mouth guards, no mouth guards. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm down for that. Cleats and shin pads. Now we're talking and I'll fight Jamie. Ward. Now we're cooking with grease. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Tarek, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much Thank for you so much us. for having me. Yeah. yeah, I had nothing else to do tonight, so was, I figured you know, it was great. That's great why I called you first. Yeah, I was you. like, Tarek doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> it, it, I I feel so blessed to have you as a mate. Listen, I'm not going to do this to make everyone cry, but just give me a second. I feel so blessed to just have you as a mate, and and also as as a coach and someone who's been in my corner in many areas in life, from boxing to just you know being uh, being basically family. So. For me, it's amazing to have you on the show and, and for all of us, like to have you as part of no, as part you. of Empire. Sure. Making the experience for our at-home guests and, and you know, our, our audience just like Absolutely. that much better and bringing all your, your boxing knowledge and your skill set and everything to the equation in your humor and we just <laughs> love you. it. And so we're all, we're all really big fans and we can't wait to see what you're doing next. Thank you so much. Much love to you all and I can't wait to the next show. Thanks for tuning into the Empire Boxing Podcast with our guest Tarek and we'll see you next time. Make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Empire Boxing on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube.